Good morning and welcome. Happy Monday, Patriot Radio News Hour. The end of July is near. That's what's already the 30th. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. As if you didn't know, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Talking about gold and silver, the physical delivery of. We also do platinum, palladium, and rhodium uh, as well. We don't talk about the other metals too often, but we do do them. The website at allamericangold.com, where you get to be comfortably disturbed. We keep you in the know in what is going on in a world that it's lost their mind. I mean, people are, it's incredible. I, I don't know if you know the, uh, the Sasha Cohen, uh, I know him as Borat. Doing this, I guess I'll call it comedy because I don't know what else to call it, but uh, it's on Showtime. It's extremely disturbing, uh, but it is truly amazing. I'm, I'm shocked at what he gets people to do. Um, if you haven't seen it or don't know anything about it, consider yourself lucky. Uh, I accidentally saw some of it the other day and it was, yeah, not, uh, anyway. I don't even know why I brought that up, but it's live radio. I never know what I'm going to say, and, and I really want to go. I want to start the day over. Have you ever had those days where you wake up and you just want to go back to bed and start over? Because I got up this morning getting ready to go to work. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm out in the driveway, and my car won't start. And everybody that lives here in the Valley of the Sun we all know the feeling, right? Batteries last here uh, about three seconds. Uh, and I got the click, 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 and immediately was like, why? Why today? And, and so I got, got the jumper cables out because, you know, you're, you got to have. I would say I don't think I've had a battery last more than two years ever here. I, it just doesn't happen. I mean, uh, you know, and the funny thing is, you get confused, because I've got my car, my wife's got her car, and then we got a car for for our son, and between the three of them, it's hard to remember how long it's been, but I'm like, I just feel like, I, didn't I just replace this battery last week? Uh, but uh, got out the jumper cables, and got my wife's keys, you know, and I'm trying to be quiet, and her battery, where it's in her car, and where my battery was, we were on the opposite, and the c- cables weren't long enough. And I just, I don't know why. My Normally, my son parks his car in the garage. And if he had, I don't I would have, well, I probably would have just taken his car to work. But he had actually parked right next to me, and his battery, thankfully, was on the, the right side of his car. Uh, and I was able to get to work, and it's been downhill since, right? I mean, somebody's got a case of the Mundus. <laughs> I do. I, you know, the, the sad part is the whole way. I'm just saying, I wonder what that's going to cost me, right? And then, of course, you know, I need the oil changed and the tires rotated, so I'll get it all done. And and um, I like, I'll share with you tomorrow. I'm sure uh, it's going to be way more money than I want to spend, but. Uh, 
Anyway, that's how my morning started, and it didn't get any better uh, since I've been here. But uh, we'll try to get a show done uh, and, and see what we can come up with. There's not a lot of news out today, but we'll get to what was out there. Big announcement coming from the Bank of Japan that's got everybody curious as the for the third time in the last less than a week the Japanese central bank had to intervene in their bond auction uh, because the rate of their note got to point one one percent and that was just way too high I, I'm not making it up uh, we'll talk about that as well uh, we'll I'm sure we'll we'll touch upon the GDP numbers again in case you missed that from last week Uh, and then what is going on at the banks and at the airport and Big Brother is everywhere I'm going to bring you up to you know last week we talked about banks just taking your deposit boxes right that sometimes (laughs) the lucky ones sometimes they sent you some of your stuff sometimes they didn't send any of your stuff today we're going to be talking about new questions that you may have to now answer if you want the bank to allow you to have access to your money right isn't that always here because remember it's really not your money. I try to tell you this. When you put your money in the bank, it's no longer your money. And by the way, for those of you that don't believe me, okay, this has been a banking law since before America was founded. I mean, that's just been, been on the books for hundreds of years. Uh, when you put your money into the bank, you become an unsecured creditor to the bank itself. Technically, when you put your, you know, when they say sign here and sign here and hit accept, right, you're you're accepting a lot of things, right? Number one, you can't sue them, can't do class action, you can't do this, can't do that, you have to do arbitration, and, and you only can fight the bank by yourself, you can't team up if they ripped off millions, can't team up together. Uh, one of the other things you're signing is essentially, hey, I'm giving you permission to loan out my money. Right, so because it's no longer going to be my money, and I'll just be an unsecured creditor. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. There's no hiding anymore. Oh, you're just going to love it. Right again. They are going to control everything that we do. And the best way to do it is to what? Control the money. And, and of course, this is one of the things the Founding Fathers never intended. Uh, But then again, uh, this is the world that we live in. And this is, this is, it's, it's happening everywhere. Not all the banks do it at the same time. What I've noticed. So, as a small business owner, one bank will start doing something. Okay, as an example, I'll use the depositing of cash. You used to just be able to go in there and 
deposit cash into the bank. You can deposit cash into your account. You can deposit it into your son's account, your daughter's account. Maybe you ought to put it in uh, mom or dad's account or your brother's or sister's account. You can't do that anymore. And what happens is one bank starts it, and then the next bank, and the next bank, and the next bank, right? Uh, they did it with safety deposit boxes. Remember, I think that started with J.P. Morgan. Hey, you can't put cash in it. You can't put coins in it, right? You can't put this and that in it and, and all this. Other. Of course, all the reasons why people have a safety deposit box, and they say, oh, you can't put that in there. And then every bank follows suit. Here's what's coming next. Josh Collins and his wife, Jessica, were mystified. Why would Bank of America, and again, I don't know that the bank, the name of the bank is that important because they're all going to do it. Where they have been a, where they have banked since the early 2000s. Okay, so they've been in this bank, you know, not quite 20, 20 years, but long time, right? And again, most of us bank at the banks for a long time because it's a pain in the you-know-what to change it. Suddenly ask questions about Josh's citizenship. Now, if you see Josh, okay, uh, there's no question, If you if, just in case you were wondering, because you can't see the picture, it's radio. He was born in Wichita. So this uh, thoroughly American couple from Roland Park ignored a form that was mailed to them about a month ago asking all kinds of questions. One of which was whether Josh Collins was a citizen or if he could claim dual citizenship with another country. Jessica, who, you know, I'm assuming Josh, Josh's household runs a lot like mine. Uh, I know we have a mailbox, you know, because I live in one of those neighborhoods. You know, we don't have a, our own box at the, at the end of our driveway, right? We've got the community mailbox. I know we have one. I'm not sure exactly which one it is. Right, and, and I really don't, I'm not in charge of the mail. And I'm going to make this assumption because Jessica got the mail. And she thought it, you know, like most of us probably would. She thought it was a scam. Well, these are weird questions. So she threw it out. Right, kind of like the, when you get a call on your cell phone from someone claiming to be from the IRS, right? You know, No, I'm not doing that. Until the bank cut off access to their money on Tuesday. Bank of America said it was standard practice to ask about a citizen status when opening a new account, which this wasn't, which I don't even know if that's true, by the way. I will tell you this. That's not a question that they have to ask, just so you know or updating customer information on an existing account. Obviously, this was an existing account. Like all financial institutions, 
We are required by law to maintain complete and accurate records for all of our customers, and we may periodically request information. And they wrote, such as country of citizenship and proof of U.S. residency. This type of outreach is nothing new, Bank of America said in a statement Friday. This information must be up to date, and therefore we periodically reach out to customers, which is what we did in this case. Unfortunately, or, well, I shouldn't even say that, just in case you want to know, proof of citizenship or questioning of citizenship is not required and said that federal law requires that banks must obtain or verify only four things okay so federal law says that the bank must acquire the following four pieces of information the name right hey who is it their date of birth, the residential address, and a social security number. That's it. Other federally chartered banks, including Wells Fargo and others, ask citizen questions when new deposits are opened. In other words, again, remember what I told you, right? They're at, they all end up getting to the same place. Apparently, and this is from, uh, just in case you wanted to know, the Bankers Association, okay? What they're saying is the U.S. Department of Treasury is increasingly urging financial institutions to collect as much information on customers as possible. Like, they already don't know enough about us, that they've got to do more. The Treasury Department, so just think about this. So here you are, you're the banks, and, uh, you know, you rip people off quite a bit, because that's what banks do, and if you don't believe me, Google who the most institution that gets complaints. Right? You, you go to our website, allamericangold.com, there's a little uh, Better Business Bureau icon, because we're a member, and, and if you click on it, it actually takes you to our page at the Better Business Bureau. Right? There's no complaints there. We don't get them. You go to one of these banks, there's thousands. But the Treasury Department says, you know, I know we're not changing the law. Right? We're not not the law, but we're encouraging you. You know, it's probably in your best interest. We 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 probably won't be that interested in and and when you take advantage of your clients, and we'll just make you know pay the fine, and, and we're not going to go digging into your uh, policies and your procedures. But we're telling you, you know, we're urging you. We're urging you. It's up to you. You do what you want. 
to collect as much information on customers as possible, including citizenship status. Right? That just happens. In this case, this was this was the issue in this case. But think about all the possibilities. And think about what, what Bank of America ultimately did. Hey, look, you're, you're frozen. You're frozen until you satisfied our demand. Even though legally, right, federally, we don't have, it's not the law that we have to do this. But again, part of when you sign here and sign here and hit accept and sign here and hit accept allows them to just change the rules whenever they feel like it. And if you don't want to comply, well, that's pretty simple. We'll just be keeping this money. Thank you very much. But think about it, they couldn't even close the account until they provided the information that they wanted. And, and to update often, so here's what they wanted. The Treasury Department, they wouldn't say all the things that they wanted. We know because of this example, this was a they said a citizenship issue of a guy who white guy born in Kansas. Also, they want the bank to update often, in part to ward off against the laundering of money that may flow through foreign countries. Apparently, this money laundering thing's just huge. <laughs> and I only laugh, you know, because we know it's not. And and they use, I guess they're trying to, in the, the guise of terrorism, right, we're, we're going to spy on you. Nothing about Josh or Jessica said foreign national. Although Jessica is a Latina whose great-great-grandparents settled in Kansas. So, I mean, you know, yes, she has some uh, Hispanic blood in her, but, you know. When they showed up in person at the Bank of America branch, the bank worker's computer screen showed a little red flag near Josh's name. So apparently they were okay with Jessica. But it was Josh. And the word citizenship beside the flag. The bank asked Josh for his driver's license and then unfroze his account. In April... In Seattle, a Spanish-language TV network, Univision, cited a case that reported that Bank of America could not provide services to people known to be still uh, citizens of a different country under U.S. economic sanctions. Now, that's a whole nother, right? So if you're on the from the country of a naughty listen again... And I only bring this up because it's not a federal law. What it is, though, is the Treasury Department going to the banks and saying to the banks, here's all the information we want you to collect. And the information grows. Right now, now we're, uh, I, uh, the citizenship, I'd love to, wouldn't it be great, could we get a list? Right? Do you think we could get a list 
of all the things that now are required, because I will tell you, and, and Wendy knows this, I know this, Arlene, my wife, it has become difficult. You know, my when I first started, and this was, you know, way, 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 way back in 2003, <laughs> in the old times, you know, Eric used to come out and talk about, hey, we'll take a third-party check from Guam, right? We'd laugh and all this. I think at one point he actually added in a commercial, right? Now, we won't touch a third-party check, right? Arlene doesn't put cash into our bank account because she's not a signer on our, our account. And in order for her to do so, they essentially want to give her the TSA like she's a, uh, I don't know, some terrorist at an airport who's only, you know, and Arlene's worked here for what, three, four years? Not that long? How long? Two years. So she's been going into our bank for two years. <laughs> and then what was it? It was, I don't know, three months ago or so. They told her, hey, you can't do that unless you give us all this information. And again, where is this coming from? It's not a law. They're not the only ones spying. I'll tell you who else may be watching you when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The American Civil Liberties Union has been the bane of the American legal system since 1920. Today, it has an annual budget of more than $100 million. The ACLU's stated mission is to, quote, defend and preserve the individual rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in this country by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, end quote. With a motto like that, they sound just about as star-spangled conservative as a military parade, but looks can be deceiving. Let's take a look at how the ACLU is using an endless barrage of lawsuits to impose their version of rights on the rest of us. The ACLU sued the Trump administration on behalf of a 17-year-old girl who wanted an abortion. This young, illegal alien wanted to get an abortion without her parents' consent. After initial ruling in her favor, the girl's ACLU lawyers rushed her off to get the procedure before an appeal could be made. The Justice Department said in their appeal to the Supreme Court that they had been misled by the ACLU about when the girl's abortion was to take place. The offense by the ACLU was so outrageous that the Supreme Court unanimously ruled in favor of the Trump administration's right to not facilitate giving abortions to illegal minor children in the future. In an even more outrageous move, the ACLU is actively advocating on behalf of an ISIS terrorist. The terrorist has dual American and Saudi citizenship, but was captured in Syria. After nine months of detention in an American facility in Iraq, the military announced its plan to drop him off where he was captured in Syria. Now, the ACLU argues that to do so would be a death sentence, which is ironic since the terrorist ISIS buddies are the ones making it so dangerous. The Constitution that the ACLU purports to uphold must not be the same Constitution that I read. 
The ACLU's kind of lawsuit tyranny needs to be stopped so that the president's social, immigration, and military policies can be allowed to go forward. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. It's no secret that globalists are bent on destroying Western culture. Whether the threat comes from inside or outside our borders, America must be protected from cultural Marxism and those who would deny American sovereignty. We're seeking your insight at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Address, 
And one day they're not going to let you put the money in the bank because that address won't match the address on the computer. I, I already see it happening. Well, we're not moving, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I like my house too much. But, yeah, I, it, it's just kind of re- ridiculous, you know. And um, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand. I, I You know, I, I do know that they don't like to have more than 5000 cash at a time. They don't like cash, period. Well, they don't. They don't. But, but you know, it, it's like, you know, I think one time I did, this was a few years ago when we were at the other bank, and I wanted to put in 8000 and they wanted to know my date of birth. And I was, I, and I also was still on the, I was a co-signer. I remember going in there, and then I remember them asking me all kinds of weird questions, and I called Eric, and I said, do I need to answer these questions? And he goes, absolutely not. Bring the cash back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, w- I was. And, and it, very you know what's so funny is, is this is where all of this started, right? The, the no third party checks. Remember the last third party check we took? Yeah. And how many? I mean, they mailed us a packet that was twenty pages long. Why you can't? Why? Do that. What are we? They asked us in this packet, and and it was. The same questions over and over and over and over and over and over again about check cashing. This is back when they were getting trying to get rid of all the check cashing companies and all the pawn shops and everything else. And, and, and you know, think about it. What's next? Are you a member of the NRA? Uh-huh. Right? Right. What party are you affiliated with? What is, right? Show us your papers, right? It's like Nazi Germany all over again at, at, at the banks now. And apparently what we've learned today is the Treasury Department is leaning on the bank to collect more information. If you're not a law, or if you are a law-abiding citizen, which most of us are and try to be, a team of armed other undercover U.S. air marshals could be following you on your next flight, taking a minute-by-minute note whether or not you engage in such threatening behavior as sleeping on a plane, using a phone on the plane, going to the bathroom or heaven forbid you talk to another passenger the boston globe has revealed a new federal uh, program that profiles and surveils ordinary u.s citizen travelers who are otherwise have no legitimate reason for being profiled in other words you're not on any list The secret program called Quiet Skies. Oh, isn't that nice? We want to be quiet, right? We want you to be orderly, and we we want you to fall in line, and you will do what we say. And if you don't, we will know it, and we will come after you. And then when you go to the bank, they'll have to ask you about Quiet Skies. Were you on the list? Did you talk to a passenger on your last flight? I see here that you went to the bathroom twice. (laughs) Yeah, it was set up to monitor U.S. citizens that have no prior record, 
and who don't result in any red flags being raised at the airport. So pretty much everybody. I mean, come on. I mean, when's the last time Homeland Security has stopped anybody from doing anything? Except the guy that, you know, the people that accidentally, I know, heaven forbid, try to take more than three ounces of shampoo on a flight. The people are surveilled and followed in this program, according to a TSA memo cited out of the Globe article. They are, quote, not under investigation by any agency and are not in the terrorist screening database. (laughs) In essence, the program gives the TSA the option to monitor and track whoever it likes for any reason whatsoever, effectively granting TSA agents the green light to violate anyone's personal privacy even as the legal and constitutional implications of such profiling remain unknown. Right, I guess? Right? You want to fly on an airplane now, just plan on being spied on. Patriot Radio News Hour. Welcome to America. 800-951-0592. Always a good thing to have some gold and silver put away. You never know when the bank's going to freeze your account because you haven't filled out the proper papers. Uh, talking about airline flights now, they're tracking everybody. I mean, all right, I will say this. So when we went to West Virginia, I had to go through security, and it's upsetting, right? And and it it, it almost seems... Like nonsense, right? Total nonsense to say this is where we are and everyone's taking off their shoes and you go through the, the full body scanner now at, at at the airport and you put your hands up like, you know, like if the cops are, hey, put your hands there, you got to have your hands up. Well, they naked body scan you and all in the name of uh, protection. Right? They always do that, right? They always have a good reason. Right for the bank stuff. Oh, it's this money laundry because it's so bad. Now they're talking about the red flag triggers to the quiet sky. So this is the TSA is now looking at people that they would have no reason to look at. No red flag. Hasn't done anything suspicious. <laughs> uh, by all accounts, he just wants to take his family to go see his brother in West Virginia. Now, maybe I should be checked because who would want to fly to West Virginia? That part I get. But here are the red flags. Whether or not passengers fidget. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So if you're on a flight, sit still. Okay, no fidgeting. Whether or not they are using a computer on the flight. Everybody's got something, right? I mean, this is 2018, whether it's your phone, your laptop, but apparently that's a a red flag. Whether or not you stare off into space. Apparently, 
I don't know what that means, right? Don't daydream it. Face touching. Stop touching me right now. now. You're not touching somebody else's. I'm just touching your own face. Don't pop any zit on the airplane. Exaggerated emotion. I'm going to go with uh, you drank too much, but I okay. Whether or not a subject has lost or gained weight from the information provided to authorities. So all of us that, uh, you know, fudge the weight number on your driver's license, you know, they're going to hold that against you, I guess. I'm not, I listen, I'm not making this list up. This is not a Sasha Baron Cohen deal here, okay? Whether or not the subject has facial hair. Uh, tattoos and piercing. So pretty much everybody, right? I mean, does anybody not have at least one of those? Whether or not you slept during the flight. Can you imagine this guy? He's taking notes on this stuff. Is breathing on that list at all? I, 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 I haven't seen breathing. Whether or not you used the bathroom. And last but not least, well, this and this kind of, this is of all the things. This was the one I thought was the creepiest. How you got picked up when you arrived at your destination? So they followed you. Okay, they made all these notes about you while you were on the plane. They follow you to baggage claim. And they observe who picked you up. What do they do? Write down the license plate? I mean, what are they doing? How would they know who that person is? Yeah, there you go. They have a full, by the way, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. is I will, I will take this article. I'll, uh, Ramon, I'll send it to you. We'll have it up tomorrow so you can see the list for yourself of all the things now that apparently the TSA is authorized to do. And again, what are they getting ready for? What is it they're really looking for? And it's not all in the names of money laundering and terrorism, uh, something much, much bigger than that. And I've got a pretty good idea. Right? When, when it all hits the you-know-what, they want to make sure they round up the right types of people. Uh, whether or not you're one of those types of people, uh, apparently if you're going to the bathroom, staring off into space, <laughs> you touch your face, <laughs> got a laptop, you're going to be in big, big trouble. Uh, 800-951-0592. Uh, now that I've put that all into your head, there's only really one piece of economic data out. Pending home sales, six straight months in a row, where the year-over-year number declined. Uh, on, on a positive note, by the way, this was a June number. On a positive note, the number did improve from May, but way we're way below uh, 
where we were. So uh, pending homes now, this is kind of an indication of what the housing market is going to be July and August, September. Uh, not real good, right? We knew that uh, Dow's down 130 points. The NASDAQ's down 130 points. Uh, the S&P is down 20 points. Uh, gold and silver really aren't doing gold's doing nothing. Twelve hundred twenty-three dollars. Silver's up six cents, fifteen dollars uh, at fifty-six cents. As uh, the Nasdaq has broken its fifty-day moving average, and now people are starting to worry about Fang. You know, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google is the bloom off the rose. Take your radio news hour final segment of the day. Come on. Listen, I got a real simple reason why housing numbers are are so bad. People can't afford it. I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, The latest now talking about 30-year-old men. It's called 30 30 then and now. Then was the mid to late 20th century. The American economy culture were ripe for 30-year-old men who more than any other country typically landed well-paid careers, bought homes, supported families, but since then getting ahead has become much, much harder to do. They say that a record number of 30-year-old men still live at home with their parents. They said more men are likely to earn less today than in 1975. Only a quarter of 25 to 35 or 25 to 34 year old men made less than $30,000 a year. But as of 2016, the number has risen to 41%. You heard it. That's pretty much double. Here's the problem. 30 grand in 1975, dude, you were doing okay. I mean, you had a good little middle class life going. Right? 30 grand today, you're, you're poverty. 41%. Ninety-two percent of thirty-year-olds in the seventies earned more than their parents at that age. Guess what? Today, less than half have earned more than their parents when they were thirty. <laughs> I can't understand it. The economy is great. Uh, anyway, they say the change is attributed to slower GDP growth and da-da-da-da-da. And listen, here's the bottom line, right? They, they, they're they out there, they're, they're making life harder and harder, right? They're collecting all of the information and, and making sure that everybody's got every dollar possible in the system. And there's only one reason for it, because they know they don't have enough. And this is just another really, and this is something that didn't happen overnight, right? This has happened over a generation. Think about it. We only went full fiat in 1971. 
and you're telling me that 41% of 30-year-old men make less than $30,000 today, and back in 1975, three out of four made more than that? And you don't see what the problem is? It's pretty clear what the problem is. Right? And it's not the U.S. economy, and it's not the jobs. It's the central bank that has devalued the living you-know-what out of your money. And then they lie about it, you know, just like the the GDP. We didn't get the GDP. I'll do it tomorrow. We'll talk about it. There are some GDP revisions that I need to bring you up to speed on. We'll do that tomorrow. Patriot Radio News Hour. Yeah, I know, right? You never know what you're going to hear. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care. Have a great rest of your day.